My name is Peter Jensen and I'm from Sydney, Australia. I've been asked to talk to you about the challenges of world Anglicanism. <laughs> it's, it's such a big subject. But I know this at least, that the challenge that confronts us all, whether it's uh, local Anglicanism or whether it's worldwide, is the challenge for God's people everywhere. It's the challenge of mission. It's the challenge of taking the gospel and sharing the gospel with those who need the gospel. You know, on the uh, night before he died, the Lord Jesus prayed to his heavenly father. And there are basically three parts in what he prayed. He first of all, he, he first of all prayed, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and the one you've sent, Jesus Christ. And he prayed that the Lord would glorify him in order that that may be the case. To know God, to know him through the Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest gift of all, eternal life. And then secondly, he prayed for his apostles. He prayed for them. He said, I've given them your word. And he says, uh, your word is truth. Sanctify them in the truth and uh, send them out so that they can preach the apostolic gospel, which is the gospel, which is the one that brings us to the knowledge of God and therefore eternal life. And then he prayed for all those who will hear the word, the true word of the apostles, and he prayed that we may all be one. Now, I think that uh, all three of those prayers have been answered, of course, and uh, take the last one. Uh, all Christians who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, who have the Holy Spirit, we are one. Mind you, we have to maintain our unity, of course, and our faithfulness to the word, of course. But nonetheless, we start from this great truth that the Lord's prayers have been fulfilled for us. Now, how does that apply to the great, wonderful, <laughs> extraordinary entity called uh, the Anglican Communion worldwide? Well... Despite all the differences between us, it's just not possible to, uh, for a single person to take them all in. Despite all the differences, we still have that one mission. The mission is uh, to preach the Lord Jesus Christ so that people may come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and have eternal life. Now, that has never been easy but it is our essential mission. And the uh, Anglican Church globally has come into existence because people took the trouble to cross the waters and to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus. That's, that's the very foundation of what we did. Now, what are the challenges facing us as we seek to bring the gospel to the world? And uh, I could identify three, uh, but of course there are many but there are three in particular. There's the challenge of identity. There's the challenge of truth. And there's the challenge of relationships. Let me take them in turn. First of all, the challenge of identity. Who are we? Uh, in much of the Anglican Communion, and this is a vast generalisation, there's a sort of competition between what I call uh, 
cultural Anglicanism, the sort of inherited Anglicanism, and that's who I am. I'm an Anglican, and many people go to church, or they don't go to church, but they, but they recognise themselves as cultural Anglicans, and what you may call biblical Anglicanism, uh, the Anglicanism which, uh, through which people come to know the Lord. And there's a contest between these two about who are we really? And I'd want to say to you that uh, although cultural Anglicanism is a strong force, and uh, although there are many people who <laughs> seek to make sure that our Anglicanism uh, reflects the cultures in which we live, that in fact if we're going to be biblical Anglicans, we have to recognise that there will be times when the culture in which we live is not going to be Christian in which we are going to have to stand against it and speak again. I, th I think, for example, of this whole business of abortion, which is a terribly sad business. Uh, and I think of the way in which the early church stood against infanticide and in the end changed the world. And I think we cannot afford to simply become cultural Christians and say, well, it's okay, or even to endorse it as a, as a good thing. That's just one example of the many that exist. Our identity is a question. Are we going to be, if you like, gospel Anglicans or cultural Anglicans? And then secondly, uh, there's the question of the truth. Uh, Jesus said here, your word is truth. And uh, our Anglican way of putting it is to say, and, and not just Anglicans, of course, that the, that the Holy Scriptures are the truth. This is the word of God, uh, the God who never lies. And he has given us his infallible word, which we can trust completely. That's the truth. And this word teaches us about God. It teaches us about God, the creator. It teaches us about ourselves. And it teaches us about our redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. What great things. One of the great challenges confronting us is to make sure that that truth is taught, whether it's um, to the ordinary person sitting in the pew or to the pastor teachers who labour in their midst. Whoever it is to the children in our schools, we must be able to teach this truth. Many places in the Anglican Communion are under-resourced when it comes to this and uh, are struggling to make sure, particularly, that pastor teachers are properly equipped to teach the truth. And this is one of the great challenges we have, to make sure that uh, everyone who is a pastor teacher in our, in our, in our church uh, is well equipped to teach the truth and to help people to know the truth. We believe in an open Bible. We believe in people having the Bible in their own language. We believe in people knowing the Bible themselves, all people. But there are those who teach the Bible and uh, our great challenge, I think one of the greatest of all challenges is to make sure that our pastor teachers are well equipped to teach the truth. And then thirdly, there's the question of relationships. Uh, the gospel goes out, uh, the Lord Jesus has created a, um, a fellowship uh, it is a unity. It is up to us to keep that unity. 
And here, in recent decades, as you no doubt aware, there has been a, a breakdown of relationships. Now, amongst Anglicans, there have been, always been many opinions and many views. But there comes a moment, and I think we have arrived at that moment, when, uh, if I may say, forgive me for saying so, but I think cultural Christianity has just embraced too much of what the world says. And that if you wish to be true to the gospel and call upon people to repent, which is part of the gospel, so that they may know the Lord and have eternal life, you're going to have to speak with a word which, with which the culture is not happy. You're going to have to speak the word of God. And if, if alas, this means that we have to break fellowship with each other, which is a terrible tragedy, then the truth must prevail. For it is through the truth of God's word that people come to know eternal life. We must pray for unity. We must pray that the Lord will gather his people together so that together we can join, we can join in the great task that the Lord has given us. To preach the truth of the gospel to a world which doesn't know Christ, a world which needs to know how to have eternal life. May this be so in our dear, dear Anglican Communion. Let the vain world or frown. i